what it is, man. We are here, back and better than ever. It's your boy GQ. It's your boy Bug. Welcome back to Diaper Dad's podcast. My brother was popping. Ain't that man? Another day, another <clears throat> lesson, another lesson. We here, man. Yeah, we here. We here. We here. We here. It's been a lot going on. How do how the week been so far? It's been busy, bro. I'm exhausted as hell. Coming from back home, that shit takes a toll out of me. Because <clears throat> I'm because I don't really see all my homies. Like I really cram that shit in, in 48 hours, right? So when Monday rolls around, I'm literally just gassed, exhausted. Damn. Tuesday, gas, exhausted. Wednesday, I'm starting to wake up a little bit. Um, but I mean, it was all worth it in the end. You know what I mean? You just got to suck it up on the back end and figure it all out, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's going on with you, though? You know, man, chilling, same old, same old, getting ready for Nova Rose's birthday party next week. And uh, just planning, getting ready for that, man. That's it, man. Just enjoying the summer, enjoying the weather, taking care of myself, taking care of the fam, and that's it. You know, daily routines, right? Yeah, I get you, bro. Listen, let me tell you about my 23 and me. If anybody hasn't done one before, I encourage you to go do that shit. Like, whenever you get a chance to. Yo, how, yo, how much does that joint cost? I don't know. It was it was given to me by as a gift. Ashley got it to me for Father's Oh, Day. nice. Oh, that's love. That's so love. I fucked it up. So the first one, they sent me one. I fucked it up because there's like a there's a step in the process that I didn't complete. So they sent me another one. Said my test was invalid. So I basically just they just sent me another one for free ski. So I did it. It took me about a month. Yeah, maybe a little bit less than a month to get my results. Dog. I was shocked like a motherfucker. I've been false flagging my ass off for the last God knows how long. I thought I was one thing and it was completely different. Uh, <clears throat> but no, I definitely encourage anyone out there to go do that shit. That shit is actually, it's good knowledge to figure out where you come from and your background and shit like that. Uh, this shit's yeah, not that- 200, yo. It's on 100 to 200. <laughs> Shit. I guess it all depends on yeah, that shit's thorough. I believe it. That shit's thorough. Cause I bro, I realized I'm damn near a quarter Nigerian. I was like, what? I was throwing 25%? the fuck off this damn near, yeah. It's like twenty to twenty five percent some shit like that. I gotta look at the numbers. It's like, yeah, that shit's wow. crazy, right? Wow. And, wow. and and I've been told my whole life, like, yeah, you have a little bit of Hispanic in your blood. Bro, that shit was like two and a half percent, maybe. Wow. And then on top of that, so then it's like, all right, cool. So we know that I'm black and white. So then it goes from, it's like 55% North, is it Northeastern? No, it's Northwestern European. So then it kind of gives you like a geographical location and then it kind of, it gives you like a breakdown of everything. Bro, I'm like 40% British. Yo, let me ask you this though, yo. How like, this is what I'm trying to figure out, though. Like, how like how could that really be? Like, how is the truth behind? And hold on. You about to say, I don't know. Then that shit ain't. Then you try. You no, answer. No, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to say I don't know. Because I'm going to give it to you directly. I have it directly from here. It gives you my, it gives you an ancestry report. It gives you your gene pool. It gives you everything. 
basically. Oh. So it gives you like shit. Really calculating all of that shit, yo. So idealistically, like these. So like right now, I'm looking at it. It says 54 percent Northwestern European. So like if you look on the grid, like on the map. It, if you click on it, it'll go into like regions of like Sweden, Norway, Finland, shit like that. But then if you go to the next line, it says British and Irish. So there's like a there's like a, a if you click on that, because that's like the, the 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 next one underneath that for me, right? Yeah. So I, I if I tap that, then it kind of tells you like hot like like what areas are you like highly likely from, right? So okay. like. When I clicked on it, it says United Kingdom, and then it says the first, the first like geographical location in the United Kingdom. It says Greater London. Mm. So I was like, "Oh, I'm like, bro, I'm outside." <laughs> mm. So then I started, de- I started digging deep into this shit, and then I'm like, "Yo, okay, all right." So that's the white side of the family. So then what what happened was, I didn't get my grandmother's gene pool. I got my grandfather's gene pool on my mom's side of the family, right? So how how do they how do how do they do that? Because I was talking to my mom about it, and she was telling me about his background. So my mom's biological father is no longer with us, but he she was telling me like his side of like, which no one really in the family talks about. But she was telling me like she remembers conversations growing up about like where his like his ancestral like line came from or whatever. And then we started. So I was like, all right, well then where the fuck is this Hispanic shit at? So then I started digging in, digging in deeper, and it gives you. Uh, there's another category called uh, East Asian and Indigenous Indigenous American. So I'm like, all right. So then Indigenous American means I'm Native American. But if you look at the graph, it only it it highlights like all of the, all the Americas, North America and South America. I'm like, well, that's a big ass fucking area. But then I started thinking, like, okay, maybe this is where the the Mexican falls in my in my 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 DNA, right? And it's and then and then it gives you so then it gets interesting. So now I'm like, all right, cool. So now I start figuring out the the African. Then it says I'm sub-Saharan African. It says West African, which is thirty four percent, and then it says Nigerian at twenty percent, twenty point four something like that. So I'm like, damn, how do like. Niggas would never un, like you would never think about that. Then it talks about me being have a little bit of like. So is that on your go, father's side. Exactly. So then so I your have father, like, your father. Your father never knew like where they came from. Like his. No, we knew where we didn't know. We knew who like my dad's side of the family. Like we know who was born into slavery, who was a slave. Like we knew that part, but we never know exactly where they came from, which would make sense. And then it started telling, it started, starts naming off other shit like, like five five percent Angolian, Congolese, Southeastern African, and then it goes into like a whole bunch of other shit, bro. I was like shocked at like all this information that I found out about myself today, and mm. I've just been like, yo, I've been mind blown since since I've opened this shit because I, I, I honestly forgot about it. I was like, I was like, oh shit! Let me check my results. It takes like like four weeks or something like that. I remember. It takes like a month. It gives you, it walks you through the process. But yeah. in the mix of everything going on last weekend, and I was like, what the fuck? Let me just check. I forgot. It said it'll be ready by the eleventh, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh shit! Let me go see today. And then I looked, and I'm like, all right. In my mind is like, okay, cool. It's gonna say like African, white, and then 
Hispanic somewhere. But yo, that shit is the complete like opposite. I get I recommend anybody to do that shit. If they really want to know where they come from and where they're like their line is, it it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I've I've heard uh my cousin had took it one time. Uh but I and just then I just then on top of that, not to mean to cut you off, it's just mad interesting. Then it tells you like there's a graph that tells you how far back it goes. So like the British Irish in me goes back to like three to five generations. So if you like start counting your people and start figuring it out, you can kind of figure out where it lies. And it says like within the last 200 years, like there's been somebody, there's been a relative of yours that lived here or lived there. Mm. Yeah, bro. And they have like all extra, extra, like other tests and shit. You can like pay more for it. But I was like, listen, I just want to know where I come from, I guess. <laughs> Like Ashley's like, why don't you want to know what? Because you can learn about like, like pre genetic, like genetic diseases and shit like that, like cancers and shit like that. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, nah, I'm like, nah, I don't want to know my destiny right now. I'm gonna just let this. Let yeah, this not right now. Out. Not right now. It's a little bit early in the game. I'm gonna let this shit play out. That's good, man. That's good. Niggas is starting to know where they from. Ah, oh, for sure. Uh. But let's get into tonight. Uh, everyone's been bugging me about talking about this. And I think it's time for us to do it. We need to talk about the importance of therapy. For men and African-Americans as well. I, I say I say African-Americans um, not to just like bring the part of it to bring light. Uh but two that I think that our, that our demographic really needs help, and I think that we don't know how to go seek it, and and be willing to go seek it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I think just men in general, though, right? Because even when we was at the table, you had a, a Jamaican guy, a black guy, a Nigerian British guy, <laughs> and uh, what what is what isn't it? Aaron's uh, Puerto Rican. See, Puerto Rican. Four different demographics. None never been to uh, therapy except for you. You could probably, you probably, you and probably maybe two other people in the whole damn restaurants probably been to therapy. I can guarantee you that. So I think it's just a man perspective. Uh, but since we're black, you know, individuals, it definitely lines up with us pretty well, too. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin with this topic because it's just it's a very hard thing to accept for one. Start, start off, let's let's tell the people like what what triggered it, right? Like start off from the beginning, you know what I mean? Like how did it all become into a reality now, right? Because it starts from something or you know a car accident, this, then, the third or. Obviously, COVID or what, what something like start. Let's let's tell the people like where it started from. So for me, it started from. It was the pandemic. Like generally speaking, I'm a mentally tough individual. Like I know how to take shit on the chin. I know how to keep moving. I know how to speak my mind. You know what I mean? I'm not a timid person. I have a, I I find myself having a big big voice within the community. Like you know what I mean? As far as like when it comes to my day to day. Yeah. Uh, but COVID fucked me up and 
when I got my my when I started working remotely, uh, I was all for it. Like, yeah, this shit's solid. Mm-hmm. Ooh, four to six months go by. I'm like, all right, now the walls are starting to melt. Like you remember before we even started this podcast. Like this is literally one of the reasons why I started it. Um. I was doing everything from home. I was eating, sleeping, working, raising a family, working out here. Like everything was done in this one building. And I know it's not the equivalent of actually going to prison, but mentally I felt like I was in prison, right? Like I just I had no one to talk to because Ashley and the kids were going all day. So it was just me, myself, and I and two cats that I'd never see, right? So like I'm just watching TV, getting work done here and there, and I'm 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 conversing with uh my coworkers and shit, but it's still dealing with stresses of somebody else. You know what I mean? Like dealing with the shit they got to deal with. My customers, they're, they're stressing out because they don't have X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like never having like a complete detox moment during my day to where I can just decompress, decompress and sit back. Uh, so then it's the pandemic carried on and then it got better actually. Then I started like adapting to like working from home and, uh, going about my business, getting stuff done, and being okay with being by myself because that's something that I've never been able to do in my life. I've always had to have somebody around me. You know what I mean? Uh, And then it switched again. After we started the podcast, everything was cool. And then I started getting short and snappy with everybody, like even over dumb shit. Like you can ask me to do something and I would spaz. Because for whatever reason it was, um, and then I started realizing it was affecting those around me in the house. You know what I mean? Kids didn't want to really want to be around me. It was getting to Ashley a little bit. Um, Let me ask you this before you go a little bit deeper. Right, I, I stopped you right when you were talking about Snappy. You were talking about like you know the pandemic. You know, you think you believe the pandemic has something to do with it. I oh want, yeah, well, I think I'm one thousand percent sure it's a pandemic. And I, I wanted to ask that, like, what what's your thought for individuals that work from home all the time, right? So, like for example, Obi, he's been working from home for like six, seven years now, right? And uh, not only you, right? Not only you were doing that; is millions of people were doing that, including myself. You know what I mean? So I know you talked about just, I just want to, I want to ask, I want to ask the right question because I want people to kind of like just think is to you introverted the people that are not really outgoing, right? Or like they don't really like, they're not going to, would you consider yourself an introvert a little bit? So I I am an extrovert introvert, introvert. There's a specific name for it, but essentially like, I can go into like a social setting and I can make friends, right? I can meet people. I can say what's up to the homies, but there's times during the day where I may not want to speak and I just sit back and just keep everything to myself. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So the difference between like to go back to what you said about Obi, Obi's been working from home. Uh, shout out pregame on the hill. He's been working from home six, seven years. Obi's been able to maneuver. He's been able to release from the house, right? Like, okay, work stays. In at home, I can go here. I can go hang on my homies. For shit, almost a year and a half, I was working from home. I was doing everything at home. I didn't have nowhere to go. Well, and then on top of that, and then on top of that, not not to cut you up, but on top of that, 
I moved to a new state. So I really don't know anybody. So, and that's what I want. I want you to start getting into those details, right? Because, like, for someone that's just listening, they just think that you're in the house, right? Because, like, for example, if you're at home, you're not in the same situation, right? <laughs> if you're at home, right, and you don't have kids, you're not in the same situation. So that's why I'm trying to just give the, you know, the listeners a little bit of backstory of, like, what's really going on. Because right now, it just says, oh, I was in a pandemic. I'm working from home. This, that, and the third. First thing people are going to say is like, yo, why can't you do what Obi do? Like, yo, get out on the move, do this, that, and the third. So, so to get deeper in the details, and this is this is part of the, the this is part of the reason why I went to ther- therapy is, is for, vulnerabil- for vulnerability purposes. Mm-hmm. Reasons, rather. I don't like to open up as much. Like you said, I like to take shit on the chin. So it might be, um, to me, I, I feel like I'm putting myself up. But I'm really, I feel, I feel like I'm putting myself too much on Front Street, but I'm gonna do it for the, for the sake of this episode. Um, but yeah, so March twenty, March twenty 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 second, twenty twenty, I moved. I moved out of California, right when they were shutting flights down, shutting California down, to move out here, and I literally knew nobody but Ashley's family, mm-hmm. and then my kids. So I had no external releases around me. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say. That your family shouldn't be your external release, but you have you gotta have that guy time. You have to have that. I need to go hang out with a homie. I need to go grab a drink with with the bro. I need to go do this. I want to go hoop. I want to go. All that shit was just stopped because it was just for the, the betterment of my family at the time. Like the vaccine wasn't out for us. Correct. We didn't want to get the kids sick, so I was really just stuck. And my only release point was just going to work every day. So when mm-hmm. I left it, because I was working at Enterprise Rent a Car. So when I was leaving home, it was easier because I was going to hang around other people, other guys. You know what I mean? I still was working and did with other people's bullshit. But at the end of the day, I still had 12 hours where I can laugh, joke, do whatever I wanted to and just take my mind off of the parental pressures. You know what I mean? To be able to provide for your, provide for your family, to take pressures off of the the being being the boyfriend. You know what I mean? At the time, like it took all that like all that was released at work. So I was gone 12 hours a day. So when I moved, when I started working from home, I'm like, yeah, this is the life. Like, you ain't got to tell me shit. I ain't got to punch another clock. I'm chilling. It was cool about, like I said, about two, three weeks. And then by like month four, six, I'm like, all right, this shit's getting kind of old. Now I'm trying to find new places to work, like do my actual work in the house. My desk was sitting in the living room at one point in time, uh, like in our living room kitchen area. So where I could see like, Everything. I had a big ass window I could look out of. You know what I mean. And then that moved upstairs to the loft. Cool. So that that was a new change of scenery. But then I started finding myself working a lot more from the couch and watching TV. Mm-hmm. And then I would move to like the island. And then I would move to the dinner table. And then I just had nothing. I, I just after a certain point, I started running out of places to work. You know what I mean. And I started. I didn't. I wasn't. There was nothing going. And I just felt so stagnant in life. Being creative, that's why I started doing like house projects and shit like that. Shit that I never thought I would ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing that and even started a fucking podcast. I, you know me, I, I I I can shoot the shit with the homies, but when I get on camera and I I was our first couple episodes, we just was talking about it this past week and I was just fucking shook. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To get to me to this comfortable point where I'm at right now. Um, so there was just a lot of internal factors that I was dealing with. But I mean internal, also mentally, but also within the house that I 
I was living, I'm living in, you know what I mean? Working, going, working out down here, but raising a family here, being a provider. Like it just was all in one place and you need that break. You need that break in separation. And I know a lot of people aren't fortunate to have that break in separation. You know what I mean? Some people are due to circumstances or whatever, but you got to find that release point. Correct. So, um, so back to, so, so me being snappy. So then I started realizing that like, I didn't have to answer to nobody eight hours a day. Like Ashley and the kids were gone. I was the only person in the house that made my own decisions to do whatever I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we want to do this. I'm going to go do this. And I started being my own best friend. It was really weird because I never knew. I, I didn't, I was, I didn't realize how not in tune I was with myself until I started being by myself. Like I never, I always have somebody around me. Every time I go out, I got, I call one of the bros when I was living at home. I always was with hanging out with such and such. I was always doing this. I was always doing that. I was always doing this. Uh, but COVID really forced me to be by myself and I got very uncomfortable with it. So you let you I mean? never, so like you never lived by yourself, like in the dorms, always had a roommate. I'd live by myself, but I was in a suite. So like, I, so like we had three rooms. I had no roommate, but everybody else did. And we all lived in the same, like, we, it was like an apartment. Yeah, it was a suite. So I was living around. I was still around people. You know what I mean? And even if I didn't want to hang around, hang around, hang, be around them, I would go find somewhere else to go hang out. You know what I mean? If I didn't want to be here, I was over there. I had, I had releases. I didn't, I didn't have releases like throughout the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I just realized I became started becoming snappy and shit. Like, Ashley would ask me little ass tasks, and I used to just spaz for no reason, literally no reason. And then it got to a point where I started to realize I was hurting the people around me, and I was like, Nah, bro, I gotta fix this. And I and I sat on the idea for a while. I was like, therapy. And I was like, Nah, bro, you're not about to. My first instinct was like, No, you're not about to do this shit. You're about to figure this shit the fuck out because you've done that your whole life. So why, why, why though? Why was like, why was that a thought for you? Because I was just meant, it just my mental toughness. I wanted to prove it to myself that I could fix this. Sometimes we put ourselves in situations as men uh, where we feel as though we can fix it, but idealistically we can't. You know what I mean? Like you're going to need help at some point in life. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are, the strongest man in the world, you're still going to need help at some point in life. Uh, and my point was the pandemic pandemic fucked me up they fucked me up for a while and, I, and i'm i'm recovering now like i've i've i'm not saying i have fully recovered back to who i was in the beginning but at the end of the day like, like before the pandemic by the end of the day we're we're constantly changing as humans so this is probably just a new me and i'm kind of i kind of just okay with it you know what i mean like i gotta i can't just be like oh i wish i was this lawrence where i was my happiest because at the end of the day you know what I mean? You grow and you evolve and you know what I mean? You have kids, you get married, you figure out life. Life's a different aspect. So now you have to find your happiness within that bubble. I think I was too attached to what I was before the pandemic as far as like within the scope of like being a parent, right? Because the kid, we had the kids. The kids were alive about seven months before the pandemic started. So from like the time they were born until the pandemic hit, was the Lawrence that I was trying to find the happiness from. Idealistically, that Lawrence is it hasn't withered he hasn't withered away. He's just growing to the to the person that I am today. You know what I mean? And I'm more I'm a little more wiser. I'm a little more mature. You know what I mean? 
I'm starting to find myself again. I got to find myself. That's the, and that's another thing is that like I lost myself. You know what I mean? I was making everybody else around me happy, but I lost myself. And a lot of people, some people don't understand that. Like, yeah, because I'm even me. I'm trying to understand that because you're you're by yourself for eight hours of the day, right? Yeah, but I've lost myself in the sense that like, what what makes Lawrence happy? Like, what does Lawrence like to do that makes him happy? You know what I mean? For himself. So let me ask you this though. This is a question I want to ask. Do you not already know that, right? So like, even for me, like, shit, I know what makes me happy. You know what I mean? I know, I know. There, there wasn't like certain things that you watch or you talk or you read or yeah. After a while, yeah, of course there were. After that shit, that shit started running out dry. Like after a certain point, I'm like, all right, okay, I'm over this now because I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a position I can't go. I I don't have a bro like a, a external point to go to. Like the my only points the for like the first year for the first like eight months of the pandemic, I only knew Ashley's parents' house until this crib was being done renovated. I then I then we moved in here, so I knew here. I only knew Walmart, Target, and then the grocery store. That was it. I didn't know anything else about shit. You know what I mean? I'm figuring everything out on a whim, like. I like going to the mall, like sh- little shit like that. That like that, whatever makes Lawrence happy. Made, basketball. I didn't have bad basketball was taken from me. You know what I mean? I didn't have that for a while because I was so concerned about catching COVID for the family. Yeah. Like there were so many uncertainties and things that I couldn't do, do that I normally would because of COVID. I didn't want to bring that shit back here. So that's what I mean about finding your own ha- happiness. I was happiness in my relationship. I was happy to have. I was happy with them being a father, uh, being a parent. But what does make what makes Lawrence happy? Like you say all the time. Like I don't care what anyone says. My happiness comes first to me, right? And then it goes from there. I didn't have that. I didn't find. I lost that part of me because I was so caught up in the world of trying to protect everybody that I couldn't. I didn't have anything to go to. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. Makes total so sense. So then, like, so then, like. You know what I mean? I started realizing I'm living like, and I started realizing I'm like, shit. All my friends are stuck on this fucking phone. I Facetime everybody now. Like, it, I'm always on the phone now. Always on the phone. Every morning I'm on the phone. Call my mom at seven thirty. Call the homies. I'll call you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have. I didn't have anybody I can go hang out with and just be like, yo, what's up? Like, like a homie down the street. Um, and that's some kind of something I had to explain to Ashley, like. Well, actually moving back home and being around our friends. Granted, all friends are moms that are here. Yeah. But it's easy for them to just coordinate a date. Like, hey, all right, in a couple weeks, let's go get some dinner up here. Like, as after like after we got out the pandemic, you know what I mean? Like, she's able to just meet up with her friends. Me, I got to, <laughs> yo, Shane, you going to be home this, this such and such date? Word, I'm going to book a flight. I'm coming home Friday to Sunday. Yeah, and that's been my, and that's been my life since, and I'm I'm okay with that. You know what I mean, and that's why, like, I'm still kind of like exhausted from this weekend because I, I don't. See I don't anything. think I don't think you should be okay with it, man. Like I was telling I, you, you're gonna drain I, your you're gonna drain yourself dry. The reason for that is because even though this is your home, you have a new home. Like that's your home no, now. You I know? get that. I yeah, one thousand percent. I get that, and. What I what I when I say that is be, I say that to say this is that 
yeah, I'm gonna. I should make. You're right. One thousand percent. I'm making friends living here now. You know what I mean? And growing, like moving within the area, the New England area. I get that. But what I'm most comfortable with, until I get that that foundation, solid foundation out here, is back home. And Ashley's been amazing with it. She's been telling me like, you can go home whenever you want. Um, it's an hour flight. It ain't shit. I could book a flight today and be home tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's nothing yeah. now. And I'm okay with that. That's why I say I'm okay with it for right now. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's going to get to a point where I'm like, all right, I got to start really getting out. But, like, now, like, I'm out golfing. I'm hanging out. I'm making people I work with, colleagues and business partners and shit like that. So now it's starting to – it's become it's became a lot easier. But at that time, like – and this is as of even, like, almost a year ago. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is damn near recent. Like, our first in-person podcast – was like my first trip home. Yeah. Like, but I was able to just go out and go hang out and you know what I mean, do this and do that. So yeah, I was lost like a motherfucker for a while. And I start like I said, I started I realizing around here that like I started snapping at people and just, just spat even my mom noticed it. And my mom does this shit. She's funny as hell. She know when I'm when I'm getting irritated because she's just like, listen bro, I'll talk to your ass later, all right? And just hang up the phone. Don't even say bye, cause I I just spaz on her too, just for no reason. I just was so caught up and just I had no one to answer to all day. So why the fuck do I have to answer to you right now? You know what I mean? It's a fucked up way of thinking, but it just was where my mind was at at the time. Mm-hmm. So I uh, so now I, I told Ashley one day I told Ashley we had a conversation sitting on these steps right here. And I was like, listen, I'm gonna go to therapy. I said I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? At this point, cause I'm tired of living like this. You know what I mean? My kids don't want to be around me. You know your kids. Feed off your energy. I know, I know that, and I know that should be killing you. That's one thing that kills you. You hate that shit. Yeah, I hate. I'm very sensitive. My kids don't like being around me. You hate. You hate that shit. Yeah. So, and then that's when I started realizing, like, all the the life lessons that I tell people about parenthood now is I learned through the pandemic, right? Like, granted, my kids are pandemic babies. Like, they basically were raised in the pandemic. Um, but when I tell people. As parents, you can you control the situation, whether you realize it or not. That's where I learned it from. I realized that like I control the situation, how I react to shit, and how I think and feel. My kids are gonna start thinking and feeling that same way. So then, when I was thinking fucking ugly and just just stuck up, not stuck up, but just snapping at everybody, whatever, they started like feeling my my presence, and it wasn't a good one. Ashley would feel my my presence too, and I was, it was a fucked up one. You know what I mean, like. Not saying I was out here cursing out twenty four seven, but like we were just having like these conversations that borderline were my fault. You know what I mean? Like we was getting these little these little bicker matches, and it was my fault some of the time. You know what I mean? And I've accepted that now. Then that's why I was like, yo, at that time I was like, yo, let's just go to therapy, bro, because you just you gotta fix yourself. You gotta fix yourself. It seems like you're grown though. Let, look, keep going, man. Talk about this. this go, talk about <laughs> the sessions, man. Come on, no, man. But I mean, yeah. how was the I first did. day? How was the first day? Like how? How was that? And like, is it a man, so, a woman? Do you pick? Like, I picked. I picked out my therapist. I. Uh, and what was the? Why did you pick that person? So I'm gonna tell you what it was. So my company at the time, and this is like, and. For those that don't know, statistic wise, uh, people like going to therapists is that a, was that was that been at a higher rate because of the pandemic, right? Oh, people, right? 
Okay. So I didn't want to. I didn't first. I didn't. I was. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to in person. I didn't do the in person bullshit. I didn't want. I didn't want somebody physically in the room. I gotta be bullshit, man. Because <laughs> I just did. But this is where I. This is where my mind was at. Like now thinking about thinking back at it. Like yeah, I would definitely would sit in the room and chop it up with somebody and just have somebody sit there and just listen to me. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um. So my company sent me. It was funny. After I told Ashley I was going to therapy, I was going to find therapy. I find a therapist. They, my company sent me this postcard. And this is this is uh, this service counseling service, if you want to call it, because it does like medical health and shit like that. It's called Teladoc, and it's online therapy. But you have a therapist in the state you live in. It's just over. It's virtual. Yeah. So I was like, all right, it's in the comfort of my own home. This is where I feel comfortable. At. I could do it this way. So then I started realizing, okay, cool. All right, so let's. So I was like, fuck it, let's just make it account. That's it's just it's just those little steps that that mean so much to the process, right? Making an account. Uh, then it came down to finding the therapist. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Who the fuck do I want to talk to? You know what I mean? Like, who's gonna listen to me? Want to like ramble my mouth off? Like, that makes me feel very like I, I feel mad soft. Like I don't want to do all that. Um. So then I, I decided to find me a minority therapist uh, that kind of could underst- kind of understand like the like my living situation, right? Like I live in New England, I live in a rural area. Like I'm the darkest person here, and I'm I'm not bullshitting you. There's a Jamaican that lives two doors down from me right now, and me and him are probably the only two black people in the whole fucking town. Granted, I just recently found out like a week ago, yo, there's mad black people here. I don't know where the fuck they be staying at or where the fuck they be traveling from, but they're here. They be be around their people. That's what they be around. They No, they just don't come outside, and that's what my my punk ass does. I stay in the crib. Like, I don't go outside at the dark. Like, I don't do nothing. Like, it's funny because, like, you take a a person who grew up in, like, a city-like environment and put them in the country, they're not going outside at the dark. They're not doing any of that shit. Take somebody from the country, put them in the city. They're not going outside, period, because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to find somebody who could kind of understand, like, like where, like my, like I said, my living situation. Um, because at, at some point, I didn't have, I couldn't find my identity um, in society, like where I fit in the puzzle, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, like at this current time, like California was easy. California's a melting pot. It's like Columbia. There's bad people everywhere. You just blend in this big city. You know what I mean? You're good. Here in in New Hampshire, you're either Dominican, Puerto Rican, or you're white. And when and there's no diversity. When I say di- and that doesn't, I don't qualify that as diversity. Like a diverse area, you got white people, black people, Asians, Middle Eastern, you know what I mean? Uh Africans, like true Africans and shit like that. Like there's it's either one or the other and it's crazy it's crazy as shit to see it's just like being in like around d e just imagine living in d and not playing basketball like around around uh y'all was in elkins right yeah yeah imagine being in elkins and not playing basketball you'd be yeah. like what the fuck is going on it was a complete culture shock to me um so that's how i ended up picking my therapist out so then, um, the first session, I was mad nervous. I was mad nervous. Nervous for what, though? 
Because all you're really doing is talking to somebody that just is just they don't have no bias against you. They but just that's, that's 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 a catch twenty two. Is that we go through life a lot of times we hold back our tongues because of the judgment we'll get behind whatever we about to say. Therapy is not like that. You can yeah. say whatever you want, and they're gonna sit there with the same look, and they're gonna take the same fucking notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's the difference. Is that's the scary part? Is that we're so used to like saying shit, and like we're like even now, fucking social media. Everyone runs the social media, talk about politics and shit like that. All those judgments, people wearing those fucking MAGA hats and shit like that. There's gonna be judgments behind that shit. You know what I mean? Therapy, there's nothing. It's just a person that's sitting there listening to what the fuck you got to say. Correct, correct. So that's, I think that's what's the scary part about this shit is that it's the unknown. Like, oh, well, if I say this, are they going to say that? Like, what? Like, how are they going to react to it? Like, this is completely different than that. And it's um, against their practice to talk to people about your situations. No, but I get that. But what I'm saying is, though, like, the reaction of people, like... You say, like, say you say some some wild shit, and I just look at you funny. You know what I mean? Or, like... They don't. That, that, they just be like, oh, interesting. No. Yeah. It really. They're like, oh, so how does that make you feel? Yeah, how does that make you feel? Like, I started asking my own self that quite, those questions at some point. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, you said that was a fucked up situation. Well, how did that make you feel? You know what I mean? That's how I reassess myself. Real quickly, obviously. I'm not going to sit there and take... 20 minutes to dissect a situation yeah. may take take me a day you know what I mean say there's a fucked up situation going on and I don't know how I feel about it right now but I'm gonna sleep on it and I'll figure it out tomorrow um yeah nah there is just straight to the point um and I I was reluctant at first and then she started then she started picking up on what I was doing cause I wasn't really she could tell that I was holding some shit back like I wasn't yeah. really giving her the full rundown and she was like, and she asked me one session, she was like, yo, do you have, are you, you have a problem, do you, is, do you think your problem is, is uh, lies, do you think your problem lies with vulnerability? And I was like, yeah, I don't like being vulnerable. I just, because I've always, because I had a fucked up situation growing up, the way I was, where I was just, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I went through a, I went through a phase in college, and I'm stuttering talking about this shit because it's just very it's difficult to bring up because I don't tell too many people about this shit. But um, at one point in time in life, I felt like I had to be everybody's friend. Everyone had to like me for I was, and I was doing whatever I could to please people. Mm. You can do whatever you want for people, and a lot of times, Niggas sometimes they don't fuck with it, and I had a hard time accepting that. So my way of accepting it was just just cut everything. Like it takes me, a, it takes a lot for me now to trust you. I can't just be like, oh yeah, here's you know what I mean. Like I couldn't trust. I had I gotta really know you to trust you. You know what I mean? Like GQ, I trust. The 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 homie I just met two weeks ago or six months ago. You know what I mean? We're cool, but I don't know how cool we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta put our we gotta put ourselves in that type of situation where I have to earn cool. trust. Always. So I didn't ha- I didn't I didn't know how to cope with that. So that's why I told her I was like I gave her, I told her that situation and I was like I, I just don't you know what I mean it takes me forever it takes me a while to to really gain somebody's trust like I'll be cool with you but I gotta really like fuck with you in order for me to be like all right and then that's why like now I have like that wolf pack mentality like if I fuck with you I fuck with you like I'm gonna give you my all I'm gonna break my back for you once it goes left then 
I might have to really have to just cut you off. Like, I just can't. And I sounds cliche as fuck because we see it all over the internet. Kevin Gage was talking about it and shit like that, but it's real life. Nah. To me. Like I just I can't. You know I, I don't have time for that shit no more. You got you got to protect your energy, man. Like that shit is so like it's it's crucial, it's man. So it's so precious to have your energy and your time, man. Like it's yeah. And your happiness. Those are the three things in life that you need to protect with your heart. Um, but yeah, nah. So, so we started talking about that and vulnerability. Just me open up, opening up, and how to come off, and you know what I mean. I had a, a we would talk myself through the process of how to differentiate, differentiate, how to differ, differ, differentiate um, different communication stuff. Yeah, I'm all I'm on my GQ shit tonight. I'm literally like my because it's this is something I I've never talked about. Like I I talked it to like my family and shit, but like when it comes to me and especially with these cameras on, it's just a different story. Um, how to have different communication styles? You know what I mean? Like, not everyone's going to be responsive or receptive to my natural communication style. Like. If I fuck with you, I'm I'm loud. Like if I if I get real passionate about something, my voice gets raised. Like some people can't, and then some people can't, they can't take that. You know what I mean? Some people don't are, are receptive to it. And then on top of that, you take that when I get real high and I get real passionate about some shit, and then you take my size and throw that into consideration, my physical being. I was telling it could you, be, some people can take that shit as like me being like a fucking terror. Correct. Um, so like just learning different different ways to communicate. Sitting down. I remember you was to me and you was talking. Me and you was talking about that shit. Sitting yeah. down and just you know what I mean, taking a step back so people don't have to look up. Like right. there's little shit like that, that that you don't really think about that makes a big difference. Um, but then it just kept it kept going. It, it started opening up, and what's crazy is that I only went to therapy for some months. It wasn't even long. Um, it was two two reasons. One one, I, I felt like I really got everything I needed to got get out of it. But two, it just was like a, the internet. Everything kept fucking up, and then I, I think after a point, she just thought I was bullshitting her with wasting her time. So she just like it, she just stopped responding, which is fine. I'm not against it, but the fact that I was able to go through it and I know how to get back to it, you know what I mean? Would you ever um, do it in person? Yeah, I think if I ever needed to go back, I would do it in person for sure. Yeah. I would, I would definitely do it in person for sure. But I just was at, I was at a point where I was just wasn't, I, I just felt comfortable being at home and you know what I mean? Like this person doesn't know my size. Like I'm hiding everything behind the camera. Like yeah. here you kind of, like me talking to you right now, you kind of can get a, a fair judgment of how I'm, I'm a, I'm not, I'm a large individual. You know what I mean? Especially nah, when you I, can't though. You can't. You can't. Oh, that's, uh -huh. that's. Nah, cause no, yo, I'm trying to tell you, bro. No one, no one would know how big and how tall you are, yo, sitting on the couch. Cause I could sit on the couch. Niggas might say I'm a little bit lean, I'm a little bit skinnier, but six one, nigga, need some leg room. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Like it ain't easy being this size. You know what I mean? Especially when you see it's like, and then people get it's crazy because people get like a real judgment of how big I am when we go do it in person. They're like, oh shit. Like yeah. when they see this episode and then they start realizing that niggas is wearing shorts now, legs is like kind of long. Like it, it's different. Uh, but I, I just, I just kind of wanted to mask all that up. So I just really sat back and it was only for an hour. It was an hour every two weeks. 
Hour you know, that's, that's two weeks. And Man. you know it's crazy. And the, and the, the reason why I was financial purposes, and I know okay, that okay. that's can, It's expensive as fuck. Therapy is expensive as shit. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm I not gonna saying, sit and I say. Massachusetts had a free program for that. I'm like, shit. Damn. Nah, nah, hell no, nah, no. Nah. We it was really it, that shit was that shit was expensive. Uh, and if and I, I'm not. Throughout saying that anyone should just go do it if you can afford it, by all means, it's a it's a it's a resource that you definitely should utilize. For those people who could can't really afford it, you know what I mean. I strongly strongly suggest to lean on your friends, your true friends, the ones that you really can trust. Your family's not going to give you a judgment because they are they're biased uh, to you. they're biased to you. Your friend, your true friends, they will they will play devil's advocate and they will they will say, well, what about this? Well, how do you think it made this person feel? Like, what if they was going to do X, Y, and Z and you still are feeling this way? Like, they're going to give you an actual breakdown. I'm not saying just go to anybody and anybody that you know, but those that you can really trust that are outside of your family, lean on them. You know what I mean? Um, that's what's, it'll help you a ton. Like, if I had that friend here, like, I thought the podcast was going to do that for me. And I'd say that it didn't, because it did. You know what I mean? But it, it just wasn't enough for me, me personally. Yeah. Like I, had to go, I had to go seek some actual professional help and sit down and, like, really have a conversation about it. And plus, that's not what the podcast is for, man. You know what I mean? Like, you necessarily, I can't necessarily tell you or give you certain advice, especially on situations with your relationship. Or how you feel because I I technically don't know the whole story behind things and it just wouldn't be right for me to say just say shit just because I'm saying shit. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. no man, Ashley wrong. This that, and a third. It's like yo, bro, it's two sides to every story, man, <laughs> and one exactly. truth. And, and this is why me and you. This is why me and you connect very well is because I consider you my true friend and why I can really like. Like blood wouldn't make us any closer, you know what I mean? I can come to you and you'd be like, "Motherfucker, you're bugging." Like, what about if yeah. she would take this way? You know what I mean? And that's what those people who can't afford therapy should really lean on. You know what I mean? And that's why I. That's why I. We did this podcast in the beginning, um, was because I thought it was going to be like a mental release for me, but I needed a little more deeper conversation. And and therapists know how to have those trigger point. They have those trigger questions. They're going to get yeah. you. Those provoking questions to get you. How <laughs> huh? you feel about that? That's their go to <laughs> shit. How did that yeah. make you feel? <laughs> how did that make you feel? But what about when they? So if they'd have done this, how would that made you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So that yeah. so. Do you it's know? really from what I when I've been hearing, it's really them getting you to basically express how you felt on so many occasions to make you understand like how you how, understand your feelings you know what i mean like oh damn i did feel that way when that nigga did that shit i did it's almost like you was there with me when it happened yeah, like, yeah. that's exactly how this shit be yeah, like damn like yeah yo you right yo like i was hurt when she did that i really was but i held that shit up Exactly. And then they're like, okay. I'm gonna like, oh, yeah. They're gonna be like, oh, that's so you, you, so you told yourself you took it on the chin. But what would have happened if you'd have just told her politely, like, or gave, expressed effectively how you really felt? 
you like, I don't know. And then, then that's where it just, that shit just snowballs. That shit is the craziest experience. Maybe nah. like they, they've been in those situations with you and you don't even fucking know it. Like it is, bro. I, like I said, I really recommend if anybody's out there going through anything, we all, we're all dealing with some shit. Uh, if you can't hold, if you can't figure it out yourself, find help at the end of the day. Like that's the biggest, biggest thing, especially men. We keep fucking getting told to get up. I didn't even do it with my son. Get up. You're fine. Stop crying. Why are you whining all the fucking time? Like, yo, it's okay to cry. Break down. Because sometimes, no bullshit. Because like when sometimes when when people see that you, that you that that you can break down and cry and have those moments, they start to look at you like you're human. Like you, if you you don't if you're not human if you sit around here and walk around like everything, you just tough 24-7. Like, no, motherfucker, you're not. Trust me. Trust me. This life, you're not bulletproof, motherfucker. Like, just, it's okay to break down in front of people, especially those that you love, that, that you protect. I think it's okay. And that's another thing is I think that the people that you love and protect need to see you break down so they know it's okay to break down when they have the, they, they hit their bullet point. Yo, you know what? Only thing about that, man, I don't believe in that because I feel like some people can take advantage of those situations because not everyone has good intentions, right? Not every single partner out there, not every single lover out there is really going to be like, yo, like, yo, this nigga's at a at a, a vulnerable point, man. Like, I, I don't want to see this or, yo, I want to... Yo, now that I see it, I can be there. Some people take advantage of that shit, man. And some people do. You're right, and that's why I said you gotta just, you gotta, you gotta be really in tune with yourself to be be able to do that in those moments. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, yeah. and it's hard. It's easier said than done, but like for those of like, the number one people that should, the number one person in your life that should see you break down is if you have kids, your children for sure. To me. Because they need to understand that, like, they, especially boys, they don't have to be tough 24-7. They don't have to sit around here. They, they, you scrape your knee and that shit look like it fucking hurt. If you don't know how to cuss, cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Bo scraped his knee up the other day. And I, I still don't know how to react in those moments because I, I kind of want to tell him to get up. But that's just the way my mind is wired. Like, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, get up. And, like, I would, like, for instance, I would, like, I would see Bo fall and then I would walk to like the other side of the room and then I would like tell him to come walk towards me and then he'll get to me and I'll be like, all right, I'll give him like a hug for two seconds. I'm like, all right, bro, you're fine. You just walked over here. Like I would do wild shit like that. Like shit that you probably shouldn't do. Like if that shit hurt, motherfucker, that shit hurt. You know what I mean? To him, it hurt. You know what I mean? That's, that's, those are the people that I think really need to see you. The the Um, one thing, the one thing that I, I, I say about those situations or just in general is they will get accustomed of thinking that everything needs to be attentive to, right? Yes. That's not life. That's no, not, not life. That's right? what I'm dealing with right now. And Every no, little thing. So that's everything. why it's like, yo, you good? You all right, yo? Let me, all right, let me kiss it real quick. Let me kiss it real quick, blah, blah, blah. But the whole, I understand what people are saying. Yo, when you got a boy, you got this, that, and a third, yes. Sometimes you do got to go over there to stand a third. But when you continually assist someone, it's the same thing with the ankle brace, man. They going to feel like they need the support all the time. So, 
So now, now back to my son, and he's he's a god fearing kid. Like this motherfucker does everything. He's with the shits. But when he gets, he's like, when well, shit goes left, it is not pretty. Like he just can't, he can't deal with it. Um, and now he's at a point now where he whines over everything. I'm yo, he's like boy, he borderline cries more now than he did when he was an infant. Like it's like crazy. So now I gotta like we rewire them, right? Like I want to talk. I want to talk about that on the uh, episode. Like I want. I want to hear all the things we need to say. Like how to break that, because the moms won't let you break that. They won't. Uh, let it. It, believe it or not, they'll get to a point where they where they will. And I'm not gonna go too much in the detail. Yeah, too, go too much. Probably, go too much. Yeah. Mothers probably won't admit it, but there's a point where they do, and I'm seeing it now. I'm okay. living it. I'm living it right now to where I gotta rewire him. Like I gotta break him of certain shit. Like, okay, bro, get up. You're fine. Like when I say no, it doesn't mean you go cry about it. Like, what I mean is, was what I say is what I mean. You know what I mean? But if there's a moment out there where I just you running full speed and he's a a, a wiry little boy and he just be running, 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 and then I see you take a you sliding in the third place, third base on concrete. <laughs> and I see all this blood on your leg, then then we got a problem. Then, then that's something that I'm like, all right, okay, it's okay. You can have your moment, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to because I'm wired differently to where it's like, ah, fuck it, like you'll be all right. Yeah. I don't know how to coach and assist in those situations, right? Like, are you affectionate? Yeah, I'm, I'm affectionate, but in those moments where it's like you got to be tough, I don't show no affection. I think that's that's another thing that I, I'm trying to break with my kids so they see that they can come because they don't come to me for shit. When shit's wrong, they don't come to me, and it's just because I don't know how to handle it. Like I just don't. I don't. Like, you'll be fine. Like it's okay. Get up. You'll be fine. You don't show that. Uh, that. Uh, what's the word they be saying? No. Show some, show some baby love. Like it's okay. Let me see what's yeah, going on. Well, that, yeah, but the thing is, though, you keep doing that for so long, you get in the predicament predicament that I'm in now, right? I believe and it, man. You I get the kids. It, 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 it's a truly a thing. Cause now, and it's even worse. It's twofold now. Cause Cassie's starting to see it, so she thinks that she could do it, and I'm already cutting the bullshit off of her. And that's why, like, I started realizing, like, you can raise them the same, but their structure structuring has to be different. You know what I mean? Like and you have. Go ahead. I said not only uh, kids, but you know, grown grown people do that. Once once they see they can take advantage, and I, you know, not saying that kids know how to take advantage, but I think it is a understanding of that too. But I think even you know older people, adults, you know, once they see they can always have someone treat them a certain way just just off of them react a certain way or being sad they'll do it all the time just because they know they can get that from that person and just the thing is kind of it's a little bit different from what you're saying but think about friends right we naturally gravitate towards those that that kind of will accept us and feel a certain way that we naturally go towards those people but those people that they don't really fuck with us like it's uncomfortable as hell for us at times we don't know who to go to who to lean on like you know what i mean like it's it's yeah, it's, it's definitely as adults we do. We take advantage of shit. I'm not saying you take advantage of friends or anything like that, but I'm just saying just in general, just like you naturally gravitate towards the people that like you for who you are and and are okay with how you are. I'm not saying you're taking advantage of them, but they 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 take you for who you are, they understand you. Put Correct. you in a room full of people where it's like, All right, motherfucker, like, yeah, you kinda weird, 
Like, <laughs> yeah, it's to be hurt. But uh, yeah, nah, it's uh, it definitely. It's a. It's, we definitely gonna get into that episode. I'm excited for that one because that's a. It's a real life thing. That shit. You crutch. You gotta figure. You gotta figure out your emotions at some point. You gotta be your own support system at some point in life. But I mean, like I said, for men, we are technically our own support system. I always say this: who lean, who 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 does the boss lean on when everyone leans on the boss? Yeah, that's your favorite right? joint. That's my favorite joint. But it's a fact because it's like, all right, if you're the head of the house or you're the man in the house. Who do you lean on? That's not family. Nobody. Nobody. And that's our problem is that we take so much. We're the brick wall for everybody. You know what I mean? We take the punches. We take with a punching bag, with a brick wall, we're this, we're that. We absorb so much shit that you're going to hit your boiling point at some point. It may be a pandemic. It may be just you've had enough. Maybe you're just tired of people bickering and yelling at you about certain shit. Maybe it's work. You know what I mean? You explode on somebody at work and you're like, damn, that was really out of my character. You just, go get help. Go get help. <laughs> go get help, bro. Go get help. If I'm a I'm a strong advocate for somebody that went through it, for even for just a short amount of time, you really gotta be in tune with yourself as an adult. <sighs> bro. That's man, that that's that's a whole process within itself, man. It you, is. And I feel like spending time with yourself, that's where you understand majority of your time. You know what I mean? Like just being by yourself, living by yourself. It's a gift so. and a curse. It's a gift and a curse because the same person, the same way you can be in tune with yourself and think you know yourself, is the same way you could, your mentality can change and now you're doing shit that you never thought you would. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always, I'm, for everyone that knows me, like, yeah, when I'm passionate about some shit, I'm passionate, but I'm, for the most part, I'm chill, laid back, easy going, you know what I mean? We can always have a conversation with anybody, like, uh, sometimes I like to be quiet, keep it to myself, but then I started realizing, like, I'm when I started snapping at people, it was just because they were asking me, hey, Lawrence, can you take the trash out? Well, blah, blah, blah. I was just blow down everybody, bro, my mom, <laughs> Ashley, the kids, Kids don't know what the fuck's going on because they're brand new to this world. Ashley's like, where the hell did this come from? My mom's like, all right, little motherfucker, you need to go sit down somewhere. But that's just because my mom my mom knows me best. You know what I mean? She's, she did 22 years in the military, so she gets the, the – I get my passion. Like, when I get passionate about some shit, I get that from her. Yeah. It's just a show yeah. that I really care. And that's why it's something I had to, like, really explain to, like, Ashley. Because Ashley doesn't – Ashley comes from softer tones. Like, she doesn't need, like – in order for Ashley to get the message, I have to talk to her effectively. That's something I learned through therapy. I can't mm-hmm. just be my, no, 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 no. But I really do think that da, 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 I can't get high in my voice because then she starts to think that I'm starting to yell at her and I'm not yelling at her. You know what I mean? It's just me being passionate. Like, That's my shit. I'm passionate, Jordy. I'm just passionate. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I used to always tell her, like, yo, if I was yelling at you, this whole fucking neighborhood would hear me. Yeah. And they they would. They would, for sure they would. But, you know what I mean? That's why I started realizing I had to dial back my tone a little bit. And then once I started figuring out the effective way to communicate with her, things started to become a lot easier around here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We started to stop having those little those little nitpicks and shit because I just wasn't getting, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just letting shit go, and we were talking it, we were talking it through. Um, yeah, man. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out, man. It- uh, I think it's a great conversation to have 
because obviously, like you said, not everyone is in tune with themselves, right? Everyone's trying to figure it out. Some people can't figure it out. Some people figure it out faster. And then some people figure it out later down the line. But if like, you know, like Book said, man, if you guys had the resources and had a financially right to get a therapist just to talk through things, man, I definitely think it would uh, help you and benefit you in so many ways that you'd be so surprised in. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, once you know yourself, understand your feelings, understand your emotions, understanding how you like to do this, you do that, you have a better understanding of what you really want in life. Right? And once, yeah. once you get that, man, like, you, all the bullshit that people talk about, all that shit's gonna be eliminated because you're, I always tell people, you're gonna have an aura and a bubble around you that's gonna eliminate all of that. Like, you're gonna eliminate all of that crap because you already understand what you need in life. So, all that, all that blah, blah, knick, knack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y'all ain't heard that one before. Y'all, I mean, y'all ain't heard that in a while. Y'all ain't heard that one in a while. <laughs> yo, all of that's gonna be tuned out, man. So, yo, whatever, whatever you guys can do to get in tune with yourself, understand yourself, your emotions, your feelings, do it, do it. I highly encourage it. Nah, for sure, bro. Uh, last bit of advice I'll give to you guys is somebody that's been through it. Uh, I recommend the first person you tell if you are in a relationship is your partner. Don't tell your family first. Tell your partner because your partner doesn't understand. They don't. They know you, but they don't. Like, your family's just going to be okay. You know what I mean? Your partner's going to. If you have your partner there to ride for you and be like, okay, well, I'm going to be there with you through this, that makes this process a lot easier. Ashley, I told Ashley, she said, okay, and she was there with me through the whole process. You know what I mean? That's something that's. Um, I think that that helped it. That made it a little easing up the blow for myself because I thought I, I felt myself being so weak. I was like, "Damn, I really let myself break like this." Like, fuck! Like the pandemic got me. Like, I never thought it would. But I'm, I'm in the house. The walls are melting. The TV don't look the same no more. Fucking the bike don't move the same. I'm sitting there on the couch playing video games. I started drinking a little more than I normally would. Like, it just was like a whole bunch of shit that, like, reoccurrences that was happening throughout the pandemic that I was like, I got to get a hold on this shit, bro. Because if not, I'm going to send myself down a dark spiral I don't want to be in. Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely reach out to your partner first to let them know because I think that will give you your baseline because they, they don't have a judgment towards you, but this is something that's very... It makes you vulnerable, and it's gonna put it's gonna it's gonna work out for you because now they're starting to see that, like I said, you're human, you're a man, you know what I mean. You're not a god, you know what I mean. You don't you don't take on everybody's problems. If you're tired about something, you're fucking tired, you know what I mean. If you're not feeling something, say you don't feel that shit, but just say it in a you know what I mean in an effective way. Like this is where you're gonna learn all those skills to where you'll be able to say like, now I'm at a point now in the house, I look at Ashley like, listen, bro, I'm not feeling that. And I'll tell her why. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say I'm not feeling that, but I'll, I'll be like, well, that doesn't make, like, you know what I mean? There's just ways to commu- I'll effectively communicate that through the pro- like through the conversation with it versus me just sitting there just like, no, fuck that. We're not doing that, and, and then we're going to do this. Like, no, that's not that's not healthy at all. Um, but listen, man, we did it. Diaper Dad's podcast, 
YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, TikTok. Catch us there every week. We'll holler at you guys soon. We love y'all. Peace.